Welcome to part two of David Cooper, The Universe Delivers. True freedom is getting up each day and deciding what you want to do. In the second part, we discuss how David learned to be humble, patient and value his time. We cover the sale of Cooper's coffee and how David describes the selling of a business being like a game of poker. David explains how he felt bullied by the buyers and why at the 11th hour he told them to F off, literally. From here, we explore David's journey into spirituality and his unbelievable experience of venturing into the Amazon jungle to join tribal shaman in an ayahuasca ceremony. In South America, ayahuasca is an integral part of some tribal societies. It is a natural plant-based psychedelic drug and has been used for millennia within the Amazonian tribes. What ayahuasca unlocked for David is nothing short of remarkable. This podcast went into places I would not have even dreamed and David explains things that I did not think were possible. At some at one point in this podcast, David is, is in tears. It is that raw, it is that honest and it is that emotional. So welcome to part two of David Cooper, The Universe Delivers. So so you um, you exit... You're getting ready for exiting Coopers. How long did it take you to... Was it three years, did you say, to get from I want to exit to exit? Yeah, I started the process in 08 um, and was sold in 11. What, what does the process involve? A lot, but the first thing to bear in mind is you've got to know what you want. Yeah. So what does exit mean? You know. Was it a figure to you, that? Uh, it was a minimum figure. Yeah. So yeah. I wasn't selling for less than yeah. a number. Um, so that was the first thing. The the part of that equation that I didn't work out, which I was constantly challenged, was what's next. So when you don't have to go to work, yeah, what do you do? Every day is a Saturday. What are you going to do? So right. sorry, I hadn't worked that bit out. At point of I'm going to exit. I'm going to sell. Yeah. How f- were you this 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 figure? And I'm going to ask you what it is. What it was. What was the minimum figure? Uh, 1.2 million. So that was your minimum. How? F- yeah. And were you like thinking? Uh, six six years living for me. You see. Yeah. You know, 200 grand a year lifestyle. So I thought, well, I, I need six years yeah. without having to earn anything, which is stupid because you entrepreneurs always earn money. Yeah. We we just create wealth. Yeah. Um, but that was that was. So 1.2. 1.2. I can't. I got to have that in cash. Yeah. yeah. Got to have that in cash. And you know that's just a sensory thing. It's what gives you peace. It's what it's what ah, I can just sit back. Yeah. I'm okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, okay. Yeah. If I don't earn another bean for a couple of years, it's I fine. Can, yeah. But you know, a lot happens in twelve months. I was in business within six months. Right. Was <laughs> you? Yeah, yeah. But the other the other thing and the the key thing that they educated me on was recruiting a second tier of management who could run the company. Yeah prior to me leaving it. It's my name above the door, Dan. Mm. It's called Cooper's Coffee, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And I was a figurehead. I was the brand. Mm. In all the PR, TV, yeah. radio. I was the front man. Yeah. I was the sales director more than I was the managing, managing director. director. Yeah, I was the sales guy running a sales team. Uh, so getting the right people or training the people that I've already got to run the company. Uh, that took a few years, but we got there. We yeah. achieved it. Yeah. I could definitely take holidays and my phone didn't ring, which was never a thing that existed in yeah. the past. Um, so it was very different in the years prior to the sale. And as a consequence of that, we were very lean, very efficient. So the last three years accounts were really, yeah, really impressive. Yeah. 
because uh, selling a business is all based on yeah. the last three years, right. the average of the last three years. Uh, so I did all those three things, worked out what I need, um, got the people lined up to run the company without me and stepped back a bit uh, and got the numbers bang on, yeah. bang on, or as good as we could. So we were very attractive when we put the for sale sign up. Uh, but like I say, I, I hadn't worked out what I was going to do next. So do you, do, when you're selling a business, yeah. I know there's times where people will approach a business, we want to buy it. Yeah. Did you literally, you know, not, not met, you know, put a for sale sign up? Did, did, or how did you, how did you get it out there that Cooper's was, could be bought? Yeah, well, because we, we, we kind of dominated the market, we got 750 customers and a lot of them loved us and we yeah. loved them. There's lots of personal relationships, you know. When you've been in business for 20 years, um, a lot of your friends and your social network are your customers, yeah, yeah. you know. So I was encouraged to keep it very quiet. Uh, so we hired a corporate finance company. Uh, they did a full, you know, when you sell a house, they come and they do the brochure. Yeah. It's the same for a business, right. except the brochure is about 80 pages deep. Yeah. Right. All uh, the financials. Yeah. Like so that. that takes months to prepare. Um, and it's very expensive. So you've got to be serious. You know, I mean, it, it was 20, 25 grand just to do the prep work to get the brochure, mm. the for sale brochure yeah. ready. And then... Alongside that, they then work with you to find who you think your uh, ideal purchases yeah. are, so your target. And then they go off and do their thing. So I had some ideas about big coffee companies that would want to buy us, but they were mainly UK-based. They went Europe-wide. They came up with, I think, 43 identified right. yeah. businesses. So that's what you're paying for, isn't it? That's what you're paying yeah. for. And they really they do a lot of work. Yeah. And then they invite them in tranches so they'll contact them your, your name's not mentioned so we have a business for sale it's turning over x million it's doing this and it, you know this is the niche area that it's in if you're interested let us know so there were two or three serious non-disclosure agreements and some inquiries mm. um a few from people i'd not really heard of big big industry players mm. Um, I'd heard of them, but I, I couldn't really see where the fit was. Anyway, it wasn't. They were, they were just window shopping. Mm. Uh, so they came to nothing. Um, we went down we went down the route of selling to one company, UK-based in Northern England, whose name I shall keep. But they, they just said, whatever we've got in our bank account is what we'll give you. Mm. Uh, so they offered me 750 grand. I mean, it was so offensive. Yeah. So <laughs> Did you literally take offence from it? Yeah. Did you? What did you say? Well, they were stealing it. What it was, were your words? You know, that was... That was like twenty-four months profit. Yeah. We could make we could make that in two yeah. years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Off. yeah, literally. Well, I didn't say that, but my face probably did. Yeah. So, when did the offer come from the agent? Yeah. Well, are, are you bizarrely. sat across the table like we are, and it, David, I'll offer you seven fifty. Well, yeah. In in that instance, Jackie and I had gone to see them, and they'd had all the information, and they'd done a little bit of due diligence, um, and. The owner, one of the owners, just said, well, whatever we've got yeah. in cash yeah. is what we can use. So, great. I'm not bothered with yeah, it's yeah. cash. I don't care. Yeah. What's the number? And he, he just threw it across me over yeah, the table. Yeah. So I think we were out there in about three minutes. Yeah. Um, but where we are now, I was leaning against this Arga, yeah. uh 
in my underpants. Nice, what an image. <laughs> Sorry about that. That's fine. Reading a trade magazine. Yeah. And in it was an article about this lady who was the MD of a big coffee company called UCC, United Coffee. And uh, the, it said that they're on the acquisition yeah. trail. Yeah. You know, they were, they were turning over 100 million plus and they were acquiring businesses. Well, I've got a Lane's number in my phone. So I just right. I literally leant against the Argo and I phoned her. And she answered, David Cooper, Elaine, how are you? And I said, I'm just reading so-and-so in, you know, in the magazine, whatever it was called. And she went, all right. Yeah. I said, well, you won't know yet, but we're up for sale. And she went, oh, we're interested. So I said, well, I'll get my people to talk to your people. And they, line. I've always wanted to say that line. <laughs> and they literally did. Uh, my lawyers spoke to her lawyers. An NDA was signed that week. Uh, she came up to have a little visit. We had to pretend that she was just visiting me and it was a social, but she was having a proper look around. Um, and she just went, yeah, we'll have it. Right. We'll have it. Obviously, the price wasn't agreed. There's lots of due diligence and it's very intrusive. So how long does it take then from... Elaine, did you say? Elaine comes in, yeah. says to you, David, we'll have it. How long does that process take? Well, I wanted it to happen in 13 weeks. Uh, my Vistage group said, carry on as normal. Yeah. Most deals fail at the 11th hour. Did you carry on as normal? No. No. I was already spending it. Yeah. I was working out. I've heard this so many right? times. So I, I, when she got excited and Elaine kind of means what she says. Yeah. So I just had a sense this was going to happen. Yeah. All it took me was to be a bit flexible and patient, hmm. but they had the funds and the collateral to give me a lot of money. So um, it took nine months. I was told by my Vistage group, carrying on as normal, it'll probably take a year. I just couldn't get my head around Yeah, that. yeah. I can't carry on for another year. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm already one foot out of the yeah, door yeah, here. yeah. Um, my corporate lawyers said, we think we can get this done in six months. So, okay, I can get my head around that. Anyway, it, it took nine. Uh, just to give you an idea of the scale of these things, I mean, they, they, they used a sledgehammer of a legal firm to crack a nut. We were small fish in a very mm. large coffee pond and legal fees combined were over 300,000. All right, spent over over a nine month period, yeah. Mine were 57 grand, theirs were, theirs were just short, quarter of a million. Bloody hell. But the due diligence was intense, man. What are they checking for then? If you've got a skeleton, they'll find it. In the company? Yeah, anywhere. Yeah, they went deep. So what sort of things, if, you know, what, what sort of things could they find? Um, well, if, if not, you- Not in your company, but yeah, you know, yeah. in any sale. If you, not got your stock figures right. If you've got stock in there that was worthless, they'd right. find it. Um, if you've got anything fictitious in your balance sheet, you know, or, yeah. or made up or exaggerated, yeah. they'll test it yeah. and they'll find it. Yeah. And they'll challenge it. So it's just best to be straight. And because I had Alan, who was the ex-bank manager's FD, you know, he just took it. He, he, he took the weight of this. Yeah. Uh, and he's a straight guy. Yeah, He plays with a straight bat. So... So it was a really easy process um, for me because I was just say, Alan, this is what they want. Yeah, you know, yeah. it was stressful for did, him. Did you, did you him. pull yourself out of it intentionally? You know, stay away from it intentionally? I couldn't answer the questions. Mm. I, I, no, no. You know, I, I couldn't turn on the computer at work. 
How were you feeling through this nine-month nine period? What, I was what, very heavily pregnant with the deal. I was just praying and visualising this day when I get the cheque. When that money hits my bank account, yeah. I thought about it a hundred times, times a day. I was desperate to get out. So, I'd lost my mojo. I was burnt out. Yeah, In yeah. hindsight, I was burnt out. And I was done. You know, we said it's a 20-year business. We told our kids, don't ever think you're coming into the family firm. It won't exist. We'll have sold it and probably spent it. So, you know, you are the sum of what you think. And we just kept saying it repeatedly in the last 10 years. It's another 10 years of yeah, this. Yeah. Get smart, yeah. sell out. We'll be in our mid-40s. We can reinvent ourselves. Yeah. Um, was, I, was, was that a joint... Did you and Jackie discuss this together? Because I see a lot of people like yourself going off on a trail and they're sort of ploughing that furrow on their own without bringing their partner in, you know, their life partner. Well, that's pretty dangerous. Were you and Jackie there together? Yeah. Thinking, right, this is where we're going to be. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said earlier, the dynamics of our relationship... Um, I don't have a problem making decisions. I can make them yeah. rapidly. If I need to make it now, I'll make it. Yeah. Um, Jackie is much more processed and Consid ta considered. Takes time, yeah. so she lets me lead. You know, I was the lead of yeah. that company. Yeah. Um, but when she felt the need to just suggest I put my foot on the brake yeah, or yeah. just put the handbrake on yeah. for a, just yeah. hang on here, have you considered this? Um, that that. That was a role that she had. I have to say, selling any business, I mean, ours was a small business, but selling any business is an emotional roller coaster. Um, it's kind of like selling your baby, yeah, you know? Yeah. Especially if when you've created it from nothing. So it's easy to get offended by these people because some of the things they, not accused us of, but said that they didn't value. Yeah. Uh, we found. <laughs> Such life, what, what, what things? Um, What offended you the most? Okay. Well, my, my corporate team said, when you're selling a company, it's like a game of poker. Okay? You, we're playing a game of poker, but it's expensive poker. And both, both of you have got to win. That's where it's unlike a mm. game of poker at the end. Yeah. You know, if it's going to get through, and most deals fail, they really do. Yeah, yeah. You look yeah. at the statistics on it, there's a massive attrition rate of deals at the 11th hour. It's, it's due diligence that comes up with things that they don't like. And then the price gets adjusted yeah. and people say, no, I'm, yeah, no, yeah, I'm not going yeah. ahead. So it all comes down to the money at the end of the day. But the things that I remember getting offended by um, were stock write-offs. So we were a coffee machine importer at the time. We had our own brand that we distributed throughout the UK. So we used to carry all the parts so our parts inventory was tens of thousands, uh, filling up engineers' vans and distributing to other engineers around the country. And a lot of these parts had been in stock for a year plus, yeah. 18 months, two years, because you need them, hmm. but you don't always use them. Yeah, and they're not going to become obsolete. They're not, and they have a value. Well, they just decided, um, and I'm talking weeks before the deals, they just decided most of these parts, anything over 12 months old was worthless. Is that the game? Yeah. Yeah. It's poker. Yeah, yeah. So that upset me. And that caused quite a delay. That put us back several weeks. And we, we sold on the 9th, sorry, 17th of January, 2011. And we were 
closing the deal every week in December. Right. When it got to Christmas Eve and the deal was not done. Man, what were you feeling like? What, what? Gutted, devastated. I wanted to sit there eating my Christmas mm. turkey with millions in the yeah. bank. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to know that I was going back on the 4th of January to work for six months for my old business yeah. that somebody else now owns. I don't have any responsibility yeah. uh, as such. And I, I was living that. I was imagining it. I was dreaming it and it didn't happen. Did, you, did it ever feel like it was slipping away at any point? Yeah, I... Uh, I, I, I did a classic David Cooper um, and a, somewhere between the 20th of December and Christmas Eve, I just called it off. I just had enough. And Somewhere between four days then, that's all it was. Well, it, the deal yeah. could have gone through. Yeah. Uh, but what offended me was that we had, we had some vans, I think there's three vans and there was some finance. 17 grand, we're talking about 17 yeah. grand, right? And they said, um, this is a debt-free, cash-free sale. So in other words, when they, when they take over the business, there'll yeah. be no cash in the business, but there'll be no debt either. Yeah. So they start with a blank account. Um, that was always the process. Yeah. And they just said, there's 17 grand finance on these vans, so we're gonna knock that off. And I just went, so I'm getting this third hand through my lawyers, and I went, what, so they, they're gonna knock it off, but keep the vans? Yeah. And she went, yeah. I said, well, what do you think? She went, mm, I don't think we should debate it at the 11th hour. Yeah. And I went, no, they can knock the 17 grand off and then I'll go take the vans. and I'll take all three vans. Yeah. And she went, please, just look at the bigger picture. I went, no, no. I said, they've had months and months and months and months. Yeah. They've known this. I said, they're playing poker. Yeah. So I'm going to go all in and say, I'll come and get the vans when you've paid for them. And you can have them yeah, till yeah. Christmas, but I'll come and get them yeah. after. And I'll sell the vans. Um, or just carry on as you've always done, ignoring the fact there's a little bit of finance on the vans. And these vans were worth way more than 17,000 combined. Uh, so anyway, she, she had a sleepless night. She knew I was serious. Yeah. Did I you have a sleepless night that night? Yeah. Yeah, but I was used to it. And Jackie went, it's wrong, isn't it? I went, it just is. I said, they're taking the piss. I said, 17 grand, if you put that as a pile of cash on this table now, that's a big pile of notes, right? I said, that's our children's inheritance. You know, that's, that's three holidays. You know, yeah. I'm just trying to Is just... Is that what made you mad then? Well, or it made me mad because they were just... Taking the piss. Bullying me. Yeah. Is that what it was? They were bullying me. So was it, was it your ego as well that was thinking... I just felt bullied. Hmm. I felt victimised. They're a hundred million pound business. And they're quibbling over 17 grand. Yeah. So um, Joanne called me the lawyer and she said, uh, she said, um, what's your decision? I said, Tom's worth off. And she went, what do you mean? I said, it's off. Yeah. So I'm just, I've been offended too many times, Joanne. I said, this deal is not going to go through before Christmas. We've cancelled it every week through December. I'm sick of it. I'm exhausted with it. Tell them to F off. Would you truly have walked away? Yeah. Yeah, and regretted it, no doubt. Yeah. But at the time, my feelings were so intense. You've been pushed that far. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was done. Yeah. Uh, 100% meant it. So she went, I can't believe it. We were so close. I said, tell them to F off. Yeah. So she did. She won't use those words, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, and it had the perfect reaction. Um, it went quiet for two weeks. Yeah. I started to regret, yeah. suffer remorse. And 
shit myself. It's all over Christmas yeah, as well. Christmas and yeah, New yeah, Year. Yeah, yeah. So we started talking again on the 5th of January and the deal was done on 12 days later. Yeah. The most underwhelming experience you can imagine. Was it? That was going to be the next thing. Oh, so you, did they say to you, it's going to be the 12th of January? Are you thinking, here we go again, it's going to move? Or what, talk me through it that day. You get up on that day. Where are you? Who are you with? What happens? So there's all sorts going on every day. It's intense. Um, the goalposts keep getting shoved forward 24 hours. Uh, I remember the week before it actually concluded. We're thinking it's going to happen today. Today's yeah. the day. Today's the day. Um, it's like waiting for a baby to be born. You know, you yeah. just don't know when it's coming, yeah, but yeah. it's definitely yeah, coming. Yeah, yeah. And um, I remember Joanne said to us, you need to be ready today because when we call you, you need to get to Sheffield, get to the lawyers. And we do so. And she said, we're going to have a conference call to do the completion because the money's coming from a venture capital firm in Holland via the UK. By, so I, I paid little attention to that hmm. until I found out that on the day it has to be drawn down in euros and converted to sterling to complete. And that, that's a 48-hour delay. Right, yeah. So then the VC needed 48 hours notice because of currency exchanges. And I just went, this is so amateurish. You know, you called it off because they haven't realised that the money's starting in Europe. Yes. And once again, you know, I'm at that F off stage. Mm. <laughs> right? And uh, anyway, it was what it was. And I exercised some patience and uh, we finally got the call. The money was converted. It was ready. Where's it sat at this point? In, in, a, solicitors in, a, in an escrow account in our lawyers, uh, between our lawyers and their lawyers. So... Um, we got the call Jackie and I had created this image of we look at the bank account it's landed yeah. we shake hands give them a kiss say thank you very much and we run yeah. get in the car we drive to Leeds we go to a really nice restaurant yeah, yeah. and we have such a fabulous lunch Wrong. So where are you? Are you at home? This when, is when this, this is at home. Yeah. We get the call to go to Sheffield. We set off about three in the afternoon. So lunch is going to. What are you wearing? Do you get? Uh, do you get business attire? Are you dressed up? Are you? I had a shirt and yeah. shoes. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So we arrive at this lawyer's office um, in Sheffield, and everybody's there. The room's full. I mean, half a dozen eight people. Yeah, yeah. I look at this boardroom table, Danny. Just you and Jackie from your side? Just me and Jackie. And the boardroom table is, it's got to be 30 to 40 feet long. Yeah. It's full of papers. It starts at one end. It goes counterclockwise. Uh, Jackie and I must have done 40, 50 signatures. It's colossal, right? This is for this. This is for this. And they're explaining it. They're over our shoulder. Oh, we're just signing it. We're just signing it. It took a good half hour to sign all these documents because they had to... How are you feeling inside? Exhausted. Underwhelmed. Seriously? Yeah, yeah. We set off at three o'clock and we we did the deal and the conference call closed and the money was transferred at 10pm at night. So it's 10... We've been there seven hours. So at 10pm, we... They opened the champagne. You're you're still in these offices? Yeah, they're all there. Been there seven hours. So the deal's done. Jackie and I go, great. Um... I had loads of copies of papers, so I put them in a plastic carrier bag. And I went, Can we go? And Joanne went, yeah, let's have a glass of champagne. And I thought, well, you know, Joanne's earned, earned the yeah, money yeah, here. She, yeah, yeah. She, had a, she had a decent fee out of this and nine months' work, so we had a glass of champagne. 
Jackie and I got in the car and we're driving up home. This is January in Northern England. It's wet, it's yeah, dark, yeah. it's miserable. <sighs> There's just this, I just want to go to bed and have a cup of tea. So that's what we did. did we you? came home, we had a cup of tea, went to bed. Next morning, I looked at my bank account. Right, yeah. That was nice. That was nice. Screenshot. Have you got a photo of it? I haven't. Um, but I did look at it about four times a day, just can, to make sure it did disappear. I, I was going to say, can I ask? But I'm going to ask it. I know you, you were, how much was in there? Uh, a big seven-figure number. Was it? Yeah. 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 And you put in your... And the, the interest... Did you go into your personal bank account? Then? No, I set up a, a specific Santander high-interest account at the time. It was in the days when you could earn interest on money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and just watching the interest accrue on a weekly basis much, was hilarious. What, was uh, how, how many figures? Hundreds. Seriously? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was hilarious. It was just hilarious. You know, it's like sitting back and you're earning a wage every week. Do you ever look back though and, and all this all this thing you've worked for for 20 years and you've got this vision of how it's going to be and you sat there 10 o'clock at night drinking champagne, thoroughly <sighs> underwhelmed. Yeah. Could, would you change that experience? Well, it is what it is, you know. I mean... It's useful now, isn't it? Yeah. I can tell you what my experience was. Um, I just know that the selling your business process, any size, is bigger than you think. Mm. And depending on who you're selling it to, the bigger the sums involved, the more due diligence and bureaucracy and mm. legislation comes into it. Yeah. It's a hell of a process. And the more work you can do in advance of it, the cleaner you can get and the more informative you can be, uh, the easier it's going to be. And honestly, we were so prepared, but it still took nine months. Yeah, yeah. So you yeah. sat there, you get up on the morning, the morning after, the night before, you're looking at your bank account. Yeah. What are you thinking? Well, it's, it's eight years ago now. So... I had to go to work, not the morning after, I don't think. I think I had the day off. I'd but, like but off. I, yeah, I think I did. <laughs> but I had a six months retention yeah. agreement. Yeah. So they wanted me for a year. Uh, I, I couldn't bear the thought of that. So we agreed at six months. Um, and my job was to, was to go in and hand over key accounts and introduce new people and all that. Um, so what am I thinking? What are you thinking that morning? I, I don't remember. I mean, it was good. Hmm. It was good, but I did get a cliche which, which must have driven people fucking mad. I started to say, and I said it a lot, I love my life. Right. Right. Yeah. And I've always loved my life, yeah. but I just started to say it because I just felt I was financially free. Truly, you truly. For the first got... time ever, you know, and everybody really ought to experience this, mm. I just felt financially free. It's not true. I wasn't. Because right. I didn't have enough to live on for the rest of my life. Yeah. I just bought myself some freedom for five yeah, or six yeah, years, you know? Yeah. Um, but was it that sense of, for the past uh, 20 years, cash flow, cash, cash, money, money. I said to my missus, oh, no God debt. said about his money, money, no money. Debt. And now you get up and you've got... No debt. debt. No one to answer to? No debt. Uh, I had people to answer to. I, I had to answer to the new owners. It's like financially, though. No one financially no. to answer to. Them. No, no. Nobody to answer to financially. Um, and I still had a responsibility to some, to some key yeah. people in the business. Yeah. Um, I think it was after three weeks. I used to go in every day and try, 
try and get busy. Yeah, after, look, look busy. After a couple of three weeks, I was literally going in about half nine, ten, making a coffee, saying hi, you know, and there were so many new people in the business. Mm. I mean, I was walking in, who are you? You know, yeah. oh, you must be, you know. So it was all really odd. I mean, Jackie left that day prior to Christmas and never went back. Right, yeah. So she had a really emotional goodbye. Yeah. I didn't. No, no. I just didn't have any no, of that. No. I was still in. Um, Did you want that? Would you have liked that? Yeah. Would you? You don't strike me as a man that I, that would have if, if, needed that. If you'd have given me the choice, you can go now and never come back, or we're going to keep you for six months, I'd have, I'd have taken the go and never yeah, yeah. come back. Yeah. But there were people in there that were so important to me, I would have kept in contact yeah. with them yeah, yeah. quite often. You know, yeah. how's it been this week? You know what? Yeah. I'd be secretly messaging them. Even if you were sat at home? Yeah, my tie, my ties weren't totally severed. Mm. Um, and there were there were customers that I really cared about that they got they got what we always gave them. Yeah. 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 Um, so I was, I, was, I was really, really keen for it not to change. In, in terms of a service dynamic and the, yeah. our attitude yeah. to flexibility for customers. How long did that last? A year. Right. Yeah, yeah, which was quite impressive. Yeah, um, And then, so. then they, they just changed everything. Yeah. They took the telesales down to London, so customers were talking to people they never knew. Yeah. Um, they, they took the distribution away from Yorkshire. Um, they, they closed down our warehouse. I, I owned the buildings and they, they gave notice and quit. And yeah. They just... They did what big companies do. Yeah. You know, they run it, they get an eye on it, and then they decide where the efficiencies are. Yeah. And then in year two, at some point in year two, they did the criminal thing, in my opinion. They changed the recipes. All these beautiful right. coffees that right. we were so good at. They messed with them for economic reasons. Yeah. I, I get it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. You d they didn't get away with it. No. Um, it was the downfall of it. So I worked 25 days, and I went in that day, and I was, I was bored. I was sat at my desk. Yeah. My office was empty. There's no tray. There's no yeah. paperwork. I was bored. Yeah. Um, and the sales director from the company came in, nice guy, and I'd spent a couple of weeks with him going around on the road introducing him to people. And he went, do you want to go home? <laughs> I stood up and went, yeah. yeah. And he said, uh, he says, we really, I, I don't think we need you. Yeah. He said, but you have to be available. Hmm. I said, my phone's on. I said, David, just call me. Uh, I went home after 25 days. They paid me for the full six yeah. months. I probably took half a dozen calls. Right. That was it. It's a good business then. Runs it was. You. It was. Yeah. It was. And and today, the businesses that I have, I've got another small coffee business, mm -hmm. as you know. Um, they're all passive. Yeah. You know, I, I, I did learn that people, the right people with the right skill sets, given the right responsibility, um, can run businesses mm. for you. And that is, that's true that's entrepreneurship. Owning thing. businesses that run themselves. You know, I'm sat here with you now on a what, Wednesday morning. Yep. And most of the world's at work. It's 20 to 12 yeah, in the morning. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what you're doing this afternoon. I'm, I'm just off to see somebody yeah. for a social. Off to pick my son up from school. Yeah. yeah. You know, we're, we're absolutely blessed. Yeah, I've got three businesses yeah. that are all doing trade whilst I'm sat yeah. here. And even though I, pay attention to them every day. If I say tomorrow morning, I'm going to go yeah. away for a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be totally cool. Yeah. And not a lot would change. So I learned a lot from the building the business, getting it ready for sale. I learned a lot of how to. Yeah. 
Um, and I, I definitely apply that to my life now. The first thing I think about when I say yes is, and I still do say yes to most things, yeah. but I think about how much of my time is this going to steal? That's the first, that's now the most important thing to you. Yeah. And what, yeah. what's brought that about? An awareness that time is the most precious thing we have. It's as simple as that. And did, did the sale of the business give you that time? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't use it very smartly. You know, I was 45. Um, and there were things, there was a bucket list. Yeah. Things to do. What was the first thing you did then? What was the first? Because remember when you said earlier on in this conversation, you said, I'd already spent some of the money. What was the first thing back then that you thought, this is what I want to buy? Can you well, remember? The first thing I had to do, because we committed it to each other, was book a really nice holiday. Yeah. We had to go away and have a rest. Yeah. Uh, so we went to Egypt for a few weeks, which was fabulous. Um, and the, the, the thing on my list, because I'm a petrol head, was buy a supercar. Right. So I'd wanted a Ferrari from the age of about seven. You know, as a kid, I used to draw pictures of yeah. cars and Ferraris, and red was my favourite yeah. colour as a kid. And so this is the first time in my life I could buy a Ferrari for cash. Uh, I was just so disinterested. I didn't feel ready. I didn't feel... It, ju it justified it just because I could afford yeah. it. I just wasn't ready. Yeah. But it was nice doing the window shopping. Yeah, no, knowing full well. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to go and buy myself mm. an amazing car. Um, so that was that was my first thing on my bucket list. And I spent months, you know, shopping, mm. test driving, Enjoying. exploring. Mm. I ended up joining a supercar club. Right. One of these clubs where you can drive everything. Yeah, yeah I stayed in that for five years. Um which was great, because even though it was expensive to join, it saved me a fortune. Yeah, drive all these cars. Drive all their cars and just buy yourself a moderately nice thing. Yeah. I, bought, I bought a Nissan GTR. All right, yeah. It was yeah. mental. Was that, your yeah. First, that yeah. was your first I must have looked like a drug dealer. Yeah, yeah, it was black with blacked out windows. It was a mental thing. But uh, yeah, it, it ticked my boxes. Yeah, yeah. So that was my first, my first big thing. And again, from things I've read that the question about what's next yeah. um, is so important. You have to know. Uh, well, I, I didn't. So I would, I would say that um, it was about six months before I started to get reconnected yeah. in terms of phone calls, connecting with people in business. What are you doing, though, in, bet in between in these six months? Just have, having fun. Every day is a Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Doing what you want. Yeah, doing what the hell I want. Yeah, I mean, I really did enjoy the downtime. <laughs> I bumped into a guy called John Thompson, who was the professor of business oh, at, yeah. Yeah, at, no, John, at Huddersfield, yeah. right? And I bumped into him and he he'd read the story in yeah. the paper and he knew, he knew a bit about the business. And he just said, would you come and talk to the students on this entrepreneur degree course yeah. that he had? I went, yeah, of course, I'd love to. And this is in the first six months. Yeah. Right? What year is this then? 12, 13, 2012, 13. 19, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, actually, no, this was 2011 yeah. when I met John Thompson. And we used to supply Huddersfield universities, all the coffee bars, yeah. you know, we, it was a big gig, big account for us. Yeah. Uh, so I went, yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, I love talking to young people. So I went in and I think I got out of bed about 9.30, quarter to 10. Um, and I met John and we went for a coffee. And then it, it, it was quite cute. He took me into this classroom with all these students and he just went, 
everybody, uh, half an hour. This is David Cooper. Uh, started a business 20 years ago, Cooper's Coffee. I'm sure you've heard of it. All the coffee bars in the university are his mm. business. You know, no. um, I just thought we'd get him in. You can ask an entrepreneur some questions. Yeah, yeah. And he went and sat down at the back of the class and he left me there. And I regret this. But the first question was, so what do you do with your time now that you're not yeah, working? Yeah. You know, and I'd, I'd, I'd always put in a 50-hour week, 80 yeah. if it was needed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I wasn't work shy. And they, so what do you do with your time? And I just went, sleep <laughs> and lots of it. And to me, that was so important because yeah. I'm a guy who gets up at 3, 3.30, four nights a week. Right. Right. I sleep for four hours and I'm up. Yeah. Quite often go back to bed, but I'll have yeah. a couple of hours yeah. reading or watching podcasts or yeah. I just I take it. Yeah. I'm wide awake, yeah. my brain's on, so I use it. Um well of course I've been through a nine month roller coaster. Mm. I'm pretty exhausted. Yeah. More more yeah. shattered than I probably appreciated. Yeah. yeah. And I was sleeping. I mean I was doing eight, nine hour yeah, sleeps. Yeah. It's just a new world to yeah. me. So it's the first thing I said to this kid who's on a degree course and he's got the whole life yeah, ahead yeah, of him yeah, and he's yeah. full of excitement and he's asking this entrepreneur who's had Sleep. 17 companies, <laughs> what are you doing now then? Sleeping. Sleep. Sleeping and lots of it. <laughs> and I thought that's the shittiest answer yeah. you could have given to a kid. Uh, anyway, it, it was a good half hour and uh, it got a bit more exciting than me talking about my sleep. And one, one of the guys came up to me, a kid called Jacob Hill at the end. And he oh, said, yeah, 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 Lazy Camper. Lazy Camper. And he said... Uh, oh, I remember this. Yeah, he said, would you mentor me? Uh, you invested, didn't you? I'm a yes guy, aren't I? So I went, what do you mean? What do you mean? What do you think a mentor is? And he went, well, you've just got so much experience and knowledge. And he says, I'm about to start a business. Yeah. I said, what is it? And he told me. And I'm thinking, that's cool. Yeah. That's really good. He's got this camping package that you take to a, a festival, yeah. music festival, and if you can't be bothered carrying it, you click a yes when you're ordering your ticket, you want a lazy camp or camping, and they'll set it up for yeah, you. Yeah. It's 15 quid, they put up the tent, you walk you to it, in you go. They'll even destroy it and give it away to the homeless afterwards. You know, the, yeah. So it just, it had so many easy yeah. yeses, solutions. Yeah, yeah. It thought of everything, and that profitable beyond belief. So I went, yeah, I'll mentor you. I said, this is the deal. I'll meet you for a couple of hours. Uh, and after that, I'll decide how I'm going to mentor you, how regularly and what I can give you. Anyway, cool. Anyway, I, I ended up investing. Yeah. I spent yeah. about six months in the business. employed the PR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it was brilliant. You know, it was so exciting. I, through, through a friend, I contacted Simon Moran Concerts, who, who creates V-Fest yeah. and... Um, I got an intro into all those. We got the festival, we got you know the leads with the north yeah, and the south yeah. one, and we were we were doing a deal with JD Sports to have the laser camper packs in there. We got the Island Man tourist board giving us some campsites for the Island Man yeah, TT. Yeah. I mean, this business was it was rocking. How far? How long after the sale was this? About six months, was it? Did you say it was in the first year? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm back in business. You're back. But I'm, I'm You're on fire. I'm predominantly using someone else's money, mm. and um, all I'm doing is using all my skills and resources to pull a team together yeah. to help this 19 year old kid. Yeah. You know, and of course it ended how it ended. I mean, it went up in flames. Yeah. yeah. Um, there was a you know there was an arrest. Uh, there was a drug story. Mm. 
selling drugs. You know, we were, we were all oblivious and naive to yeah, it, but yeah. it all turned into a pile of shit. However, don't regret a minute of no, it. No, no. You know, people say, God, aren't you frustrated? And I kind of was, but it is what it yeah. is. It is what it is. You know, I, once again, I learned how much I know. Yeah. I could get that office with people up and running. Yeah. I learned so much about social media, website structure, you know, and uh, PR and how famous people can catapult you. Yeah. I mean, we had Richard Branson, we had I Prince remember, Andrew, we, Richard Branson, yeah. we had some big profile people yeah. endorsing this brand. Mm. So, yeah, it's cool. So, what happened after that then? You, you, mm. From what I'm ga- gathering here, you've seemed to have, what I can see is you seem to have changed so much in the period after Cooper's. Yeah. You know, you seem to have, that 20 years, yeah. has, from what I can see, has maybe moulded you to what you are now. Yeah. But there seems to be rapid personal growth after yeah. Cooper's to now. That's what I see. Yeah, well, you bang right. Yeah. And that's still going on. Yeah. You know, my, my, my biggest concern, I don't mean this to sound selfish, but my biggest number one concern is me mm-hmm. and my health and my state of mind, yeah. you know, my spiritual well-being. Mm. You know, I feed and nourish my soul, as Jackie would say, all the time. Yeah. When I make decisions, it's about being in congruence with yeah. that, not contravention of it. Talk us through that then. Talk us through how did you, how did you, do you say become spiritual? How did you, how did you seek out spirituality? <laughs> what, what, what? Be careful here, we could go down the oh, big rabbit yeah. hole. Um, what happened? Well, 2006 to 12, the Vistage thing yeah. taught me to be humble. Yeah. Taught me to be patient. Taught me to question my thoughts and processes, and taught me to value time. So when I when I experienced financial freedom temporarily, selling the business, um, and sixty to eighty emails a day didn't exist. Mm. My phone wasn't constantly ringing. You know, um, it was a whole new world. How did I, that make you feel, though? I was good with it. Was you? Because yeah. like someone like you goes from being so relevant yeah. to then I'm not saying ir- not I'm not saying irrelevant, but yeah, you know, yeah. your phone's ringing. Yeah, nobody you know, needs me. Everyone needs Dave Cooper. Dave no. Cooper. Dave Cooper. And then all no, of a sudden, I welcomed it, uh, yeah. and, and I was ready. Yeah. I was ready. I, I've been thinking about it yeah. for years. You know, I I, I envisioned yeah. true freedom is getting up each day and deciding what you want to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the world I created at yeah. 45 year old. So I was, I was living it. I was loving it. So spirituality, you've, you've, yeah. you've mentioned several times mm. the term, the universe mm. that, you know, what I gather from yeah, my yeah. readings is yeah. quite spiritual. Yeah, yeah. So talk us through your spirituality. Well, I've always been interested in woo woo yeah. stuff, weird stuff. Yeah. And I've always, I've always believed there's just more hmm. to this. You know, through my neuro-linguistic training and, you know, I went deep into that. Um, I learned that how we see the world uh, very much is an internal representation of how we think. Right. How you see the world, even though we may be looking and experiencing hmm. the same thing, your interpretation of it can be entirely different, Right. And often is. We all see the world from a state of our values, beliefs, upbringing, experiences. What's fearful to me might not be fearful Mm. to you, vice versa. Mm. 
what looks exciting to me could look utterly boring yeah. to someone else. So we're all very different and we view the world differently. But more than that, there's so many unexplained things. Um, coincidences. You know, coincidences that defy yeah. logic uh, mathematically. How could that happen? Well, there's, a, there's an awful lot of science going on in the world. Yeah. Uh, enough that I've read and I consume this stuff. Enough that I've read that I just don't believe in coincidences. Yeah. There are absolutely no such things. Give us so, an example of how well, that's happened to you then. Well, to go further with that, thoughts are not just neurons and synapses firing and wiring together. They actually have a mass. So thoughts are actually things. So even though they're tiny, you couldn't weigh them, um, you couldn't hold one in your hand, we know that, but when you have collective thought, when you have a population, a community, a church, um, a world, all thinking about the same thing for a continuum time, it has an effect. Mm. It has an energy. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. mass of thought has a process. So from, from the... From the minuscule scale of a prayer, you know, so if you get, if we all, if everybody got together and prayed yeah. a positive intention and a thought for someone or something, is that got any use? Well, the intention's nice. Mm. It makes you feel good because you, you put in love and mm. compassion out there. And who knows? Let's just assume that that collective thought, that prayer has an energy and a mass and it goes off into the universe, into this space that we think is space, but actually it's full. Yeah. You know, the space between you and I now is full, yeah, 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 absolutely yeah. full of stuff. That's how communication works, because it's a conduit for connectivity. I think it was Albert Einstein who said, uh, there's, there's two ways to see the world. Miracles don't exist. Hmm. It's bullshit. Yeah, don't believe in miracles, yeah. or everything is miraculous. Miracle. Yeah. And I, I like that. Yeah. I mean, everything is just miraculous. So what, what, when did you start thinking like this? Uh, pretty much all my life. But obviously since 2011, I've, I've had time to really delve into yeah. it and study it. But I've always, always, always been intrigued by it. Um, so I, I decided to throw myself in at the deep end. I'm, I'm a yes guy, yes, remember? Yes, yeah, so yeah. I, went, I went into the Amazon a couple of years ago, did ayahuasca ceremony with some tribal shaman. And I, I went on a psychedelic journey into a realm of consciousness that is indescribable. Try and, but, des try and describe it. Oh, crikey. Can we go here? Um, so there were 70 people who yeah. turned up for this event. It was in Costa Rica. Um, the tri tribal leader and his, and his group, the shaman, came up from Colombia. And a ayahuasca event is basically an indigenous it goes back there's 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 records going back five years mm. five thousand years of ayahuasca being used in the amazon so it goes from brazil uh, parts of bolivia peru predominantly but indigenous tribes for thousands of years have used this as a plant medicine and ayahuasca is basically it's a plant mixed with a tree bark mm. um 
here's the two fascinating things about these two things. The bark of the tree, uh, when steeped in water, um, is highly toxic. So if you if you consumed it as a drink, yeah. you, you'd be very ill and probably die. Yeah. So within, I think it's about 10 metres, always, of this particular tree is a bush. And if you mix the leaves of this bush with the bark, it takes away the toxicity. Right. So it neutralises yeah. it so humans and animals can consume it. Well... That's nature doing yeah, its nature, thing, isn't it? I was going to say right? that. Yeah, amazing. So how many people suffered and died trying to find out which two plants to put together? You know, beggar's belief. But they make this brew, and it's called ayahuasca. And its primary content is DMT. And DMT is diamethyltryptoline. So in most, in nature, most plants have tiny bits of dimethyltryptoline in them. Most living organisms, hmm. most mammals, yeah. very few exceptions, I think. As humans, we, I think it's our pineal gland, releases DMT in tiny, tiny micro doses. So what is it? Well, in the 1960s, there was a, a hippie drug that made everybody love each other called LSD. Yeah. Well, that's a synthetic dimethyltryptoline, right. right? So if your body produces this chemical, which is so similar to LSD, so, you know, you've got something that's mm. naturally psychedelic and trippy. Then what's its purpose? Well, its purpose has to be positive. Because uh, uh, through evolution, you know, we don't, there's nothing going on by accident. No, no. Um, what science now tells us is that the highest level of DMT in your bloodstream, in your body, is at birth, in the moments and days after birth, and just prior to death. Right. So... The, the tribes of the Amazon believe that DMT is, dimethyltryptoline is a, a let's call it a drug, they call it a medicine. Yeah. But it's, it's a substance that helps people transfer from one realm to another. Why else would your body give you a high dose of DMT at birth and a high dose of DMT at death? So that realm being life and death. Uh, life and death, another realm. Mm. So I... I I prefer to call it a different state of consciousness. Yeah. You know, there's been many people who've, uh, Carl Jung, uh, great person to read, a little bit academic, but if you want to read about different states and different levels of conscious consciousness, there's so much stuff out there. Jungian philosophy appeals to me. Um, all I can say is that when you take the drink of ayahuasca, um, you take it with the intention of going into a psychedelic trip. Okay, so let's wind it back. You're in, you're in a jungle? Uh, you can do it that way. You can do it down and dirty. So for, for five years, I'd said to Jackie, I, I want to go and do the ayahuasca yeah. in the jungle. Um, it never became more than a conversation. I do this thing every year called a Be Do Have document. So around October, November, this time of year, I'll complete my Be Do Have for next year. And I've done that. A long time. Yeah. So, so be, for example, who I want to be, yeah. uh, what I want to do, yeah. what I want to have. Excellent. Yeah. So, you know, I'll show you anytime you want to look. Um, it's so accurate now, and I'm so good at doing it, I can almost predict 80% of my core activities next year. Yeah. Because I have intention to do them. Yeah. And I know how to sift out the ones that are just bad ideas. So, ayahuasca, after being on my Be Do Have document for five years consecutively and still not done it, yeah. was clearly a bad idea. Yeah. So, I got rid of it. Here's the universe. 
within days, our son, who was in New Zealand, sent us a YouTube documentary called The Reality of Truth. And it's brilliant. It's so good. And he said, check this out, mum, dad. Have a look. It's brilliant. It's an hour long and it's about ayahuasca, that right. thing you've the, been talking about. The Reality about. of Truth. It's called right. The Reality of Google Truth. That we can Google that. If you yeah. go on YouTube, it's well worth an hour of your yeah. life. So it's, it's half past 11 at night and uh, Jackie and I just said, well, let's watch it. Yeah. So we watched this video. We were consumed. You booked Costa Rica. You booked ayahuasca. What happens? So most of the stuff on YouTube and some of it's horrific, um, is, is jungle. You know, you trek, you find this tribe, you meet the shaman, and you spend a few days with them, and they take you on this journey yeah. into a different state of consciousness. Um, it's not the way to do it. This thing is up there with the toughest things I've ever, ever, yeah. ever done or experienced. Um, so on the Reality of Truth documentary, it shows... It shows a place in Costa Rica called Rhythmia, rhythmia.com. And this is the first licensed resort in the world to ever be able to administer ayahuasca mm. in nice, controlled, safe mm. conditions. And what I mean by that is it's like going to a spa resort. Mm. Everything's from farm to table. It's vegetarian food. It's cooked fresh. Yeah. There's no alcohol. There's no TVs. Um, or clean it's a very yeah. clean environment but it's a very spiritual environment it's, it's in an area of Costa Rica which is one of the world's blue zones and there aren't many there's about a handful of blue zones in the world and, and one of the characteristics of a blue zone is the air quality the water quality and the, the amount of centenarians that mm, exist right, yeah. in that in that region so Guanacaste in north northwest Costa Rica is where we're headed via Miami and we went to this place and we checked in and Jackie was so excited because there's the food's right up her yeah, street. Yeah. Um, there's yoga twice a day. There's colonic cleanses. There's there's life coaching. There's it's just yeah. it's all positive and yeah. For me, I got there. I mean, this is only two years ago. Um, I loved the vibe of Miami. I mean, yeah. I I loved it. And then I arrive at this place and the itinerary was like a school timetable. Right, okay, well, check yourself in and we'll, you know. No get, time to relax. There's loads of time to relax. You don't have to do anything. Mm, but what I mean is relax but, on your own terms. Yeah, but obviously I'm there and we, you know, we paid for this and we're yeah. there to experience it and you, your commitment is to go. Yeah. Go with it. Yeah, yeah. Nine o'clock next day, be here, quarter past ten, be there, twelve o'clock be there, then we break for lunch and after that as a life coach, is it? Oh, gee, yeah. I, I had a real struggle with it and, I'm so grateful for the first time in my life I, I documented it. Right. I wrote, I, I, I wrote daily, hmm. uh, a daily journal yeah. of the experience from arriving yeah. and my frustration with the fucking timetable. <laughs> I'm on holiday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jackie was in a different realm. She was fully absorbed yeah, as she does. It. Yeah. So I got away from myself and, you know, just put myself aside and yeah. got on with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And after two or three days, I realised the importance of the process and the discipline is to get you ready for what's about right. to happen on day three, right? Or day four. So the tribe arrived, a guy called Taita Juanita. Uh, I love this guy so much. I nearly had a tattoo of him on my, on my right. arm. Yeah, yeah. I got a picture of him in the hallway. Amongst yeah. my family is a yeah, picture yeah. of Taita. Yeah. Uh, 
just being around these people, they're yeah. so spiritual. They're so magical. It's as if they've been around for thousands of years. All the heritage and history of this comes with yeah. them, you know? Yeah. yeah. So it's quite fascinating to us Westerners to get absorbed in this. Um, so this is how it goes. Uh, you wear white and you arrive at this central area in the middle of this beautiful location, so in, in an open grass area, and all the trees have got hammocks and things in them. And it's a, it's a pagoda. It's like a Japanese pagoda mm. that you would do outdoor yoga in. So there's no sides on it, but it's got a roof, right? And at capacity, it'd be busy with 50 people. Yeah. But this, this night was sold out. There was 70 people arrived from all over the world. Canadians, this North Americans. It's pre-ayahuasca. Yeah. yeah. Your minimum time there is a week. Um, some people do it for two weeks. I don't know how they do it. Yeah. Honestly, I don't know how they do it. So we were there for a week. So on day three or day four, you've, you've, been, you've been trained. Yeah. You've, gone, you've gone into class. Your body's feeling very cleansed. Yeah. You're feeling good. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, partially detoxed. Yeah. Not as detoxed as you're about to be when you do the ayahuasca. It's right. very purgatory. So you, you purge at both ends right. pretty much all the way through it. Did, did you know what, yeah. what to expect? They tell you. They tell you you're going to puke. And how were you feeling before? Uh, nervous. Nervous. I, I Chitting it? Uh, I was about to for eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, you get your ego away and everybody's in the same boat, man. I mean, you are just, you are being detoxed of a whole life of stuff. Negativity? Well, they, they, they say that anything that you've not dealt with in your life stays in your cell yeah. structure, trapped emotionally. Right, right. So we've all got stuff. Yeah. And you, yeah, yeah. if you don't deal with them, if there are subjects that are taboo, you don't like talking about because it makes you emotional, it makes you angry, then ayahuasca is going to find bring it. Bring it out. It's going to bring it out. And to do, they, they, they refer to ayahuasca as mother ayahuasca as a female. Yeah. All I can tell you is that when it hits you, so when you've consumed it and it comes on, it's feminine. Right. Undoubtedly, it's feminine. So you can feel it. You're in the pagoda. You're in the pagoda. It's dark. Yep. Uh, there's candles. And you go and find a little bed. So there's a single mattress yeah. on the floor. And there's a pillow. Yeah. And you're all head, in white. You're all in white. And there's drums and guitars and music. Yeah. And and it's pretty cool. You're feeling apprehensive though? A bit nervous. nervous? Yeah. Very nervous. Most people are. Yeah. Nervous excitement. Yeah. Um, but you're as prepared as you can be having never done it. Yeah. Because they've... They've spent three days with you. Yeah. So they tell you what to do when she comes. And I describe it differently every time I talk about yeah. it. But it's as if... So just talk us through the, I will. the process of you're on your bed. Yeah. How do they administer? Okay. So you're on your bed and at the end of your bed is quite alarming as a, a bucket. Right. To puke. Yeah. Uh, 90% people do. Because we're just full of stuff. They say... You have to purge. Yeah. And they have this beautiful saying, what's coming is going. So normally when we're sick, you know, if we've got diarrhea, yeah. sickness, we're, we're sick, they say yeah. you're getting well. Right. They say that's really good. Yeah. All the Your body is expelling. Yeah. You know, what's coming is going. The illness is going when you're expelling. Yeah. So they want you to purge. And they know as Westerners, we're going to go there with so much shit. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And boy, do we purge. So how they do it is... Uh, you, get, you find a place, it's random, um, and 
you sit and you chat with your neighbour and and small then, talk. Yeah, 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 yeah. How are you feeling? Yeah. What you hear from? Yeah. Where you're from? And and there's every. I mean, we were fairly regular people. Jackie and I were curious tourists doing a ayahuasca experience because mm. we're we're old hippies that never got a chance to be yeah. hippies yeah, yeah, really. Yeah. Um, there's other people who are trying to cure horrible addictions, uh, drug addictions. Yeah. There are people who have terminal illnesses who just want mm. to experience a different realm to get some kind of grasp yeah. or belief. Yeah, yeah. In any kind of afterlife existence, yeah, maybe see what's coming before it comes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. or just find some peace. Yeah, um, and what they teach you is that Mother Ayahuasca, when you let her in, if you fully accept, they, they say surrender like a child, because she will consume you. If you try and control it, you're in for a bit of a journey. Bit of a fight. A bit of a fight. Yeah. So just surrender when you feel it. And it's, you know, if you've ever smoked a spliff and you have a bit too much and you, whoa, yeah. and you've lost your legs and you get that, it's that times 10. But there's a resonance, there's a sound comes yeah. with it. Yeah. So here's, here's how you get to it. Yeah. Uh, it goes dark and you're lying on your bed and then the shaman will call the females first. And all the females line up and Taito is there with his bowl of ayahuasca and it, one of his assistants ladles it into yeah. a little little cup yeah it's about one ounce it's like a shot of espresso shot glass yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and you stand before him yeah and you hold your hands out like Oliver yeah twist yeah please sir please sir <laughs> and he puts it in your hand and you you look at him and you neck it try and hit it in one right and then give him the cup back and then thank him what does it taste like uh, shit so it's um, it's a tree bark mixed yeah. with leaves and it's boiled in water so it's very woody. It's very astringent. Pungent. It's bitter. Yeah. Uh, it's got the texture of molasses. It's quite thick. Mm. It's quite gloopy. Yeah. I had no trouble necking it. Mm. But some people take three or four sips and it looks painful. Yeah. Your best thing is if you can, just get it, down. Get it in. Yeah. Right? If you hold it in your mouth, it's very unpleasant. Most medicines are though, aren't they? Yeah. 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 So you, you do that. And they say, just go lie in your bed, relax, listen to the drums. And if you fall asleep, great. Um, but in 45 minutes, they're about, she will come. She's coming. She's coming. So they teach you about several experiences that you will have. Bear in mind, they've got thousands of years of experience, generation after generation. Titer is a guy in his 30s, this shaman. But he comes with this wisdom that is... It's like nothing I've ever seen. Beyond his years. His grandfather, if he's still alive today, he'll be 106. So mm. two years ago, his grandfather was 104 and he did ayahuasca every night. Every night? Every night. <laughs> so when she comes, they just say, surrender like a child and talk to her. Yeah. Ask her questions. Yeah. Um, she's there to heal you. It's a plant medicine. Uh, and she'll do what she needs to do. And depending on where you are and what needs healing... She might decide that you need putting to sleep. So you'll have what's called a nada, a nothing. So you'll just take this and just go to sleep. Sometimes for six, seven, eight hours. And wake up next morning going, I don't know all the commotions happened, about yeah. there's people being sick all day. I just slept like a baby. Well, that's because that was what was needed. Yeah. Next night, your experience will be dramatically right. different. So it was a preparation. Yeah. If you had a nada, yeah. she needed to put you out. It's still going to come. Oh, she's coming, yeah, yeah. right? So 
uh, one of the other things you can have is a, a, a visual. So you can have a very visual experience. So you'll see psychedelic shapes, beautiful symmetrical uh, mandalas, mathematical equations. And it's almost like you're seeing the white papers to the universe yeah. of creation. Yeah. Right, and they t- they tell you all yeah. these. You might see this. You might see snakes. You might see little entities. You might see um, lots of birds. You might see things like tentacles with eyes that move around and and, and come right into yeah. your vision. And they just said, just enjoy it. Yeah, just enjoy it. She'll, it. she'll take yeah. you where she wants to go. So it's very trippy. It's very psychedelic. I've never done drugs ever. Up to that point, I'd smoked. 10 joints yeah. or half joints in my whole life. I've never done ecstasy. I've no, nothing. No. Right? So so my first night, I take the drink. I go and lie in my bed. There's a 26-year-old Canadian guy at the side of me who I've been chatting with. He just turns over onto his side and snores. He goes straight to sleep. So I thought, well, he's having a nada. Yeah, yeah. He's not going to be much good company. Right? I'm lying there. I sit up. And I'm, I'm nervous. I just yeah, don't know yeah, what to do. Yeah. I just know I'm about to get hit. Yeah. Oh, she comes. So, three-phase electric. That'd be pretty shocking if you plugged yourself into three-phase electric. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like that. Except, it's three-phase electric from the inside out. So, it's just all of a sudden, you just get full of this vibration. So, does it, does it build up? Or? Yeah, but it builds up in a matter of seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The resonance... The sound is in your head, yeah. but it's not just in your head, it's in your whole head. I mean, your head is full of this sound. So I just thought, okay, all right, well, surrender like a child, yeah, I'm yeah. shit myself, but surrender like yeah, a child, yeah. don't fight it, don't fight it. Well, I couldn't resist it. I, I've got my eyes shut, I'm lying down. Um, I couldn't have got up to save my own life. If the building was on fire, I was I was not yeah. moving, right? Um, so, ask questions. So I went, uh, Mother Ayahuasca, what, what, what is this sound? And the voice that comes back is, it's not voice, it's just an energy. And from that energy, I turned it into language. So I just got this information, came into my head, and I turned it into language, because I understand structure of English. So what she said was, do you like it? I went, yeah, it's really nice. She went, that's the sound and resonance of nature. Yeah, I'm, I'm now consuming you with all the elements of nature. As soon as she said that, I heard fire, I heard water, I heard rain, I heard wind. I just, I went through every bit of waterfall to water droplet, rain on tin root. I just went on this journey of experiencing all the elements. Could you see all this? Or was you feeling it? Only in your mind's eye. Yeah. You hear, I heard it more than I saw it. So I'd hear all, you know, like, there was a forest fire that was so intense in my head. I turned it into a picture. Yeah. I tried to imagine yeah, yeah. the roar of this thing. It was so powerful. Waves crashing. And I just, wow, wow, wow. Yeah. And all she was saying was, Mother Nature's powerful, isn't yeah. it? It's beautiful. It's, in, it's intense. You're not fighting, are you? You're not no. I'm just thinking, this is just so yeah, yeah. fucking mad. Um, and then I, 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 I just said to her, and I may have got the order of this wrong, but I just said to her, so what, what, what is this? What, why? And she, she just gave me this information. She said, the middle C in music, the OM in yoga hmm. and meditation, 
all you're trying to do is get to this resonant sound, this, this key, this note. She said, you know, when you hear a sound, you know, five, six, seven megahertz to help you relax and go into deep uh, alpha brainwave, stream mm. state, it's all true because it's closest thing to nature's natural resonance. So I thought, okay, that all kind of makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I opened my eye, my right eye, just had a look to see if I was still here. And I, I was. Yeah. I was lying on a bed, the yeah. Canadian guy snoring away. So you know where you are still. Yeah. You know as soon as I close my eyes, back. I'm back in yeah. a totally different world. So next thing, uh, shapes, colours, and I just started giggling. I'm just laughing. And I remember they, some people cry, some people scream, some people laugh, some people go to sleep, you know. It is what it is. Yeah, yeah, well, I was yeah, just giggling. Yeah. I'm just going, what is going on? Yeah. So it's really psychedelic. And the shapes and the colours were, I mean, some of the TVs we watch nowadays are so yeah, real. Yeah. Ramp that up. Yeah, yeah, Ramp that yeah. up to a level you've never seen. This was more real than reality. So I'm into it now. I'm excited. Uh, yet, in the bottom left corner, my eyes are closed, in the bottom left corner was this calling to go around the back of these tentacles with eyes and just and it was almost like looking at a coral reef but yeah, it was, it yeah, was yeah, alive yeah. and it was coming to me it was going around the back yeah. of me I was kind of in and amongst it didn't feel threatened no it was funny mm. it's hilarious right. it's fucking mad because <laughs> yeah. if I open my eye everything's normal yeah, yeah. I shut my eye I'm back in this yeah. mad world uh, I'm just drunk I'm, yeah. just, I'm just drunk um, anyway there's this silent calling to go down in the left. So I just went in my mind's eye and I took my body down there. That's right. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. like that, yeah. as if you can imagine. Yeah. And ooh, I got there and it was so oppressive. Ooh, I just felt the... It was black. It was black. It was dark. I went on the other side. I knew I was going in. I was stepping through a door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was definitely going somewhere completely different. Did you sense it was I sensed, not a good place? No, I sensed it was a journey that I had to go on. to go on, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I just went, mm, not ready, sorry. And she went, okay. So I just had two Turn or three, two or three, yeah, I just yeah. Uh, two or three hours of colours and just fell asleep. And I woke up and I watched people tripping out, and puking and shitting. And yeah. It was chaos, but incredibly visual yeah. to watch. Um, so I whipped out. So next day, you know, we're in class and I'm talking about this and, and it's clear that I didn't surrender like a child. Yeah. I didn't let her take yeah, me where yeah. she wanted to take me. Uh, so I did the next night. Um, so I'll, I'll cut to it quick. Yeah. But the next night she took me uh, through the ceiling, a million miles an hour. I went around the corner into this space and she went, okay, let's go. Woof! I went up north faster than sp speed of light's gone. Yeah. Nothing compared to the speed yeah. I was doing, yeah. right? And I arrived in a place and I was chatting with my granddad. My granddad died when I was 10. Right. Oh, Danny, I can't tell you how real he was. Was he a significant person in your life? I loved him. Yeah. He was an absolute rogue. My mum hated him, her own father. Yeah. Which I never understood until yeah. then. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to go in depth. I, I, I might do it another time if you invite me yeah, back. Yeah, but, definitely. Yeah. But yeah. to do it without getting emotional is really difficult. Yeah. But all I can say is I went on a journey to fix the one thing I had an issue with in my life, my relationship with my mother. Right. I'd not seen her for 25 years at that right. point, two right. years ago. And why, why was that? I just fell out with her. I was just sick of her loose tongue, 
right. some of the things she used to say about yeah. people to yeah. people. Yeah. And she just, I, I just decided not to live with it anymore. Um, Big decision. It was huge. Massive. Yeah. Cost her her relationship with my kids. You know, she's still alive. My dad's still alive. I don't see them. Right. Yeah. Quarter, quarter of a century. Long uh, time. My kids don't know the grandparents. Yeah. So it's fucking crazy. It is. But I couldn't fix it. I'm a great communicator and I, I help people in my coaching life. I couldn't fix this problem for myself to save my own life, right? Mother Ayahuasca fixed it in an instant. Right. She went, do you want to see... She knew that... Do you want to see who your mum is and where she's come from? I went, yeah. So she took me to my mum's life as an eight-year-old and showed me the most vivid, shocking movie I could ever imagine. It was like sitting in a cinema, Danny. And I watched my mum's childhood and fuck it, I'd forgive her anything. Right. It was shit. So, cutting a long story short, I see my mother every week. I'm seeing her this afternoon. It was fixed. I had so much compassion, so much empathy. I saw what I needed to see just to forgive. Right? And it was, ah, I could kick myself that I never had the sense to work out Every behavior has a positive intention. We are who we are sometimes because of the experiences. And it does limit ourselves in life if we're traumatized. You know, we've all experienced trauma. Yeah. And some people carry it like a rucksack. All right. My mum carried trauma, which made her a bit pissed and angry at times. Angry at life. Oh, everything. Mm. Especially people who are happy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Right? Yeah. So... I just asked her questions and I went, wow. So I said, so why did she never go to her own mum's? Oh, right. Okay. She never went to her own mum's funeral. So you're asking. I'm uh, asking mother. Yeah. Yeah. You're asking. Yeah. And she just downloaded it straight away. Her mother never defended her when she was getting. Things happening. Things happening by her granddad, by my granddad. Her mother never protected her. So I just got it. And it also explained and showed me my dad used to have a really short fuse. Uh, and in my teens, I was I was a bit of a scrapper. Yeah. And I used to think, I'm just like my dad. He's yeah. got, I've got a short fuse, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. Bullshit. My dad's short fuse was because he knew the whole of my mum's childhood. Right. And when me and my brother used to wind me up, because kids wind their parents yeah. up sometimes, yeah, yeah. my dad used to react so instantly and so aggressively because he just thought my mum had had yeah. enough shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Mother Ayahuasca just showed me this. It was like... Having a USB plugged into yeah, your ass yeah. and getting the whole yeah, four hundred getting the whole four hundred page novel in a second. Yeah, I just got the whole picture. The most bizarre thing uh, was a letter from my mum when I got back. I've not heard from her for twenty five years. And she had written to you. Yeah. So it was sat when you got there. It was waiting. <laughs> there are no coincidences, man. Bloody hell! Yeah, it's a mind fuck. In a good way. Obviously. Oh, it's beautiful. I mean, what these people do, and I mean, we were curious tourists. There was, um, they've got so many stories, Rhythmia, yeah. as a healing uh, place, but there were people having breast tumours, shrinking, diminishing. Yeah. Uh, a girl, a girl had, uh, was on methadone, so she was, she was a crack addict. Yeah. Um, she was lovely, but so traumatized yeah. by her drug addictions, and it don't. I, I think there's a connection, but she was on crutches. She destroyed herself. Yeah. Uh, she left the crutches. She walked out without them. 
she went through it. They, this place has a 50% cure rate for heroin and crack addicts after one dose of ayahuasca. Right. So you can... Don't tell me that's not medicine. No. So you can, you can, you can have as many doses as you... As, we as did you four nights like, of it, did Danny. Hell. We did four nights. And they said she'll just pick up where she left off. And she did. She did. Yeah, it's just like continuing. So after two years, like I've never experienced childbirth, but they tell me it's pretty horrific, right? I've seen it, so I believe yeah, it. Yeah. When when a woman says never again, you've got to respect that. Yeah, yeah. After what you've just witnessed. Yeah. But you forget, don't you? Yeah, yeah. The beauty of it yeah. outweighs the experience yes. and the pain. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're at that stage, so we're going back. We've forgotten just how right. brutal it yeah. is. And it is. I mean, I lost 10 pounds in six days. Did you? I was going to ask you, are you, are you, are you, go, are you doing it again? So. Yeah, we're going back on 29th of November for a week. Pre-Christmas? Yeah. Get it all cleaned yeah. for Christmas? It's why I'm off the booze for right. two and a half months. Right. Because I know Get that. I mean, I was drinking on the plane from Miami to Costa Rica. I was having a glass of wine. Yeah. You know, and they tell you, quit booze, quit drugs, yeah. quit, you know, just get clean for yeah. two weeks before yeah, you yeah, come. Yeah. It'll help you. Yeah. yeah. I just ignored that. I thought, I'm Good, strong yeah. guy, I'll be all right. But you know now, don't you? I got yeah, smashed in. I got smashed in. Yeah. Well. <laughs> How about that? that? That's a good way to yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. <laughs> fantastic, yeah. Thank you so much for um, sharing everything. And I think that last bit was more personal than anything you've said, you know. Yeah. Uh, about your businesses and yeah. money and figures and, you know, that is... Well, is, all, all, all that, which is interesting to some, all that is just stuff. You know, what's what's real is love, family, your soul, you, your health, your body. Um, it all needs nourishing. It all needs taking care of. So when entrepreneurs are on one and on the getting rich path, yeah. far too many of us sacrifice all that. You know, I, I was hospitalized in my 30s with coffee addictions, stomach ulcers through stress. You know, I was killing myself, but... Yeah. Carried on anyway. People don't see that, do they? No, you don't see it because you're young, you're infa- just see infallible. That, that Ferrari and that Tesla parked outside. That's you? right. Yeah, I don't apologise for that. I've earned it. Yeah. 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 But, you know, you get to, you get to where I'm 54 next. You do think differently. Mm. Experience matters. And there comes a point, you know, I'm still a squash player, an active squash player. Uh, it gets tougher and tougher and tougher to be a squash player competitively. Mm. And when I play a guy in his 20s or a guy in his 30s, which I do most, most weeks, yeah. I really do realise my age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and I just have to respect and accept it um, and cherish it because, you know, it's a beautiful thing he's getting old. How old do you feel in your head, though? That's a great question. All the way through my 30s, I was 29. So I paused for a decade. Yeah. And all the way through my 40s, I was 39. So there's something psychologically going on there. Um, I feel like a man who's 50 plus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, that might just be acceptance of the reality. Yeah. But, you know, I'm physically active. I keep fit. I look after myself. I eat well. Um, I'm as healthy as I have been for yeah. a very long time. Uh, and it feels good. Mm. You know, healthy body, healthy mind. It's all true. It's a mm. cliche. There's a, there's, a, there's a pal of ours who says, uh, after mountain biking, your health's your wealth. Yeah. You know, we're, <laughs> yeah, yeah. we're, we're yeah. of an age now where yeah. we go to the occasional funeral. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. we all know somebody who's got cancer or yeah, serious yeah. illness. Yeah. And it's just what comes with getting older. Yeah. 
And uh, we often regurgitate these stories and we mm. talk about people and we ask after people. And he just sits there and he goes, your health's your wealth. Mm. And I just think, you know, it's such a profound statement. Okay. Because you, you'd swap any amount of money for your health. Yes. You yeah. When when you I think when you know yeah. what the secret of life is. Yeah. And I think a lot of people don't, do they? And and I I think I know what the secret of life is, but I'm still where you are, chasing. 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 Yeah. One question. Yeah. Last one. Okay. What's your biggest regret? Don't have any. Not one. There's loads of things I could regurgitate that uh stories that didn't end well. Mm-hmm. Relationships that fell out where I didn't behave as I would no. like to have behaved and things I've said that I regret or silly little pranks that mm. I did that, Nothing that were out. cruel or, you know, I've, I've lived a life. You yeah, know, I've, I've, yeah. I've been bullied. I've been the bully. Uh, I've been the victimizer. I've been the victim. Mm. It's all, it's all what we need to, exp- it's all what we need to experience. We're all human, aren't we? I've had the highs, I've had the lows and there's going to be many, many more to come. So I don't regret it because it's just all invaluable. So not one thing. No, no, can't think of one. So it's it's a no, and it's a happy no. Yeah, it's a happy no. I think a lot of people I listen to and hear they 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 say no regrets. I don't want to get. I say to myself, I don't want to get to sixty and look back and go, damn, you could have been anything. You could have done anything. Yeah. Well, how does it? If you have a regret. First of all, you're looking back yeah. and you're putting yourself back in that mm. past wishing you could change it, which kind of indicates you're not totally happy with mm. now. Mm. Yeah. Well, I'm very happy with now because yeah. I created it. And if I'm not happy with it, that's my responsibility. Yeah, change it. Yeah. So what's happened has happened. You cannot change the past, mm. but you can change how you think about it. Mm. And that's why if anybody has regrets, they need to change how they think about it mm. and value them yeah. for what they are, learn yeah. from them, and then not regret them anymore. Yeah. Move on from them. Yeah. Lovely. Well, thank you so much. Honestly, it's been a pleasure. I've been looking forward to this since we set it up. Since yeah, we I enjoy it. Honestly, I have. It's good. I have. It's, 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 what is it? We've been here, what, two odd hours? It's absolutely Yeah, cool. yeah, I have to so say. Thank you. You're good so at it. Much. You're good at it. Thank you so much, David. You're welcome. It's all about you. You've done everything. You've just, I've just sat and listened and been a Takes two to de- tango, baby. Thanks very much, Dave. Appreciate that. Thank Cheers, you. That was David Cooper, The Universe Delivers. Um, I'd just like to extend a massive, massive thank you to David for taking the time to sit down and uh, agree to take part in this podcast, but more importantly, for his complete and utter transparency, honesty and vulnerability. Um, I was blown away by what I learned, what I got from this, and this is the reason why I set this podcast up uh, for myself uh, personally to learn from it, and I just thought if I enjoy this and learn from people like David Cooper, then maybe other people in my situation will. So massive, massive thank you to David for taking part in this and for being so honest. Uh, you can find The Narrow Road on all podcast platforms. Uh, just go search for The Narrow Road on Apple Podcasts, uh, Google, Stitcher, uh, on SoundCloud, on Spotify as well. So thank you for listening and the next episode of The Narrow Road podcast will be dropping soon. Thank you.